right, so it looks like this might be the uh, inaugural episode of Something Date. I'm uh, your host, and Jared Sampson. Is it really inaugural? Isn't it just like debut? Debut, inaugural, you can call it whatever you want. Um, first annual, which if you did have a year, you'd be annual, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, tell me a little story about how we got here. Like, what, what happened with you and Nick and Luke, and like, how, how did things go down that brought that brought us to to right now? Uh, we probably dared you when you're drunk that you didn't have the balls to record a podcast, and here we are. <laughs> so, if anybody's listening to has listened to, and I'm assuming if you've listened, if you're listening to this, you've listened to you, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a disease with uh, Nick and Luke. And back on episode 18, which is, what's the title of the episode? The Four Inch Killer. The Four Inch Killer. That was Steve's debut episode, and he had a lot of fine points on that. False. It was not my debut It was episode. not your debut. What which no, one was? I was in special episode number five, I believe. Wow, number five, number 18, and still didn't have the balls to do it yourself, huh? Well, it's not so much lack of balls as lack of recording equipment. Understandable. So he waited for me to buy all the recording equipment and then come over and... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, no one's going to want to listen to me record by myself in my basement. That's true. It's kind of creepy. Even too. I would think that was creepy. <laughs> With the lotion in the skin. So a couple weeks ago, you, me, and Jeremy went over to the wine bar and started getting talking to Nick a little bit. And Nick... Nick was talking about having his recording equipment in the back and this and that and wanting more content for the site and more content for the, uh, I believe he's calling it the disease network right now because we're probably infecting each other. Figuratively, of course. (laughs) So from that point, um, Nick sent out a text, I believe last week on Saturday night, inviting you, me, and Jeremy over to come to a podcast, and then your dumbass had to work, and I'm sure you're real happy about not being able to be there. Oh, especially after I heard the episode, I was pissed I wasn't there. <laughs> so, based on that episode, which is episode 37, uh, this is the first episode of Something Gate. This is going to be kind of a, uh, we're going to kind of see where things kind of land out with us or line out and where we land on our topics. We uh, we apologize for the lack of formality on this show. That's true. We uh, Well, not so much apologize as you have to deal with it, but, yeah, I don't, would that be an apology? I don't no. Because I'm not no. really sorry for it. At all. But it's just... The best part is, be- is, is if anything goes wrong, we can just edit it out. So as we, as we looked at on the Facebook post of episode 37... We're going to hop right into it. This is the, the format initially right now is going to be kind of a uh, entertainment slash opinion perspective on things. Here, here's the deal. Jared's been day drinking. I'm two beers in. So whatever is going to happen is going to happen. <laughs> I haven't quite been day drinking, but I got off of work and started having fun. So anyway. During the day. <laughs> and then he started drinking. That's true. Ergo, he's day drinking. Don't be jealous. I I more power to you. So you posted on the You're Gonna Get a Disease, episode 37, and it gave me some hell, and then happened to post to Next Timeline and brought up the Fantastic Four reboot trailer. I did. And I thought it would be a good idea to maybe discuss that, because you and I both have very strong opinions on comic book movies, comic books in general, nerd things we are definitely overall. white and nerdy that that is true so i want to get your take on it talk to me about it what do you think i mean okay like... let me let me preface this by saying that of my interest in comic books the fantastic four rank somewhere below um going to work uh, like I would rather what? be at work all day, every day of the week, than really bother to sit down and read Fantastic Four. Oh my! God. I never got into them. Uh, any you know TV shows that I grew up, they were with the X Men. Sometimes they had their own show uh, for a while, and I just I never got into them. I never thought they were interesting. I never thought they were funny or exciting. Couldn't care less. Didn't see either of the first two movies because I heard they were terrible, and. 
just about the only time I've saw them and enjoyed them is on Netflix. I've seen them in a couple episodes of Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. So other than that, I could give a fuck. So I'm kind of the audience that Fox is targeting with this reboot. So, where you're, so, you're, so you're the target audience of, okay, either it's... It's people that don't know anything about it, people that don't care, and they're trying to like play off of Marvel Studios' complete dominance of the movie scene lately and going, okay, we have a chance at getting a new audience that doesn't have a predetermined disposition to this yeah. subject matter. In a, in a way, they don't really have anything to lose because the people who saw the first two Fantastic Four movies and thought that they were awful might have a glimmer of hope that this reboot can be successful. The people who never heard of them are going to approach it like it's any other science fiction movie. And if it's still terrible and Marvel wants the license back, they're just going to do the same thing that Sony's doing with Spider-Man and charge him up the ass for it. Well, I mean, that, that makes sense. And like, I'm from the other camp of, like, I'm a big fan of Fantastic Four. I loved it a lot when they actually went to the new Fantastic Four and, and brought in the Grey Hulk and Ghost Rider and Wolverine and did all that whole thing in the comic book storyline. That was when uh, it was Ghost Rider, Hulk, Wolverine, and Spider-Man, if I'm not yep, mistaken. Yep, that's correct. And that's what really kind of got me into the whole thought process of the storyline. It's like, oh, this is kind of cool seeing a team do something different. But then they, you know, they went into the movies and they had Jessica Alba, who I love, and yeah, well, Captain here, America before he was Captain America. Here's the here's the first thing wrong with those movies. Why would you take the hot girl and make her invisible? Yeah, I don't quite get the concept on that. But with it being a Marvel movie, I'm probably going to watch it. However, it, I, I, I'm not it, the audience. Is it, is it still a Marvel movie though? It is when you when you when you watch the when you watch the intro. Marvel still owns the um, intellectual property. They still have the IP rights to it. They just don't have the movie production rights to that franchise. So while Marvel owns the franchise, it will in no way impact the quote-unquote Marvel Cinematic Universe that started with Iron Man, correct? Cor- correct, yeah. They, they don't, the, the, the cinematics and the contract that they made with Sony are completely Sony's. However, the IP, the toys, all that stuff, comics, anything that they want to do... Like, right now, Marvel could just go kill the Fantastic Four in the comic book series, and Sony would have to deal with it. Which I vote for, by the way. And with Far, far too many characters floating around. Just yeah. Got to thin the herd. And that's kind of what Marvel's doing right now. So we, we open up the preview, and everybody, I, I suggest it would be kind of probably a good point right now to go ahead and look at the, look at the trailer online. And you're going to notice a few things. One, all of the characters are extremely young we're talking early college age characters in this and even when they did it last time they went pretty young with their cast with alba and the guy that played richards and the only guy that was kind of old in that cast was michael chiklis playing the thing this one they completely changed it up and a lot of people had some heartburn on the cast because they went with a guy that looks like reed richards mr fantastic they went with a black haired or dark haired Sue Storm. Oh, see, I couldn't even tell who Sue was from the trailer. I mean, I assumed it's the one girl that they showed in the trailer. That's the sick part. Storm, like, but like, it's like you watch the trailer, right? And the trailer starts off, and they're like, is showing them all as you know, prospective scientific students and everything. And then she's sitting there with dark hair and looking at everything. And then they go off into space, and she comes back. She's got blonde hair. It's like, oh, okay, so now she's blonde. That's her superpower. She can change her hair color. Come on, I mean it's I, ridiculous. I didn't, I didn't realize they allowed hair dye in space. Maybe we're a very maybe we're more progressive than we thought. <laughs> so then you have a character that looks like he is a sports type person, who I'm assuming is going to be the thing. And then you go ahead and move on to the Black Human Torch, the guy that is playing Johnny Storm, who happens to be in the comic book series this Sue Storm's brother, the younger. Uh, reckless, alcoholic. I don't think he's ever considered an alcoholic, but definitely womanizing. Young Absolutely, brother. yeah. He's he's just he's just a young playboy, just kind of, kind of doing whatever he wants. Now, when I was reading about how they were going to change everything and just completely reboot the franchise, this is one way to completely reboot a franchise: is you go complete opposite of what you've been doing. And a lot of people had heartburn over the Human Torch being black. Personally, I have absolutely zero care over that because 
if they pull the essence of what Johnny Storm is, the character that he is, I don't care if he's white, green, purple, black, a chick, whatever. Was there any indication that he is still Sue's brother? That I don't. Nothing in the trailer. All it shows is four individual, four individual, you know, young, you know, young twenties, late teen type people. There in the trailer, there's really no connection between the four of them. Okay. So do you think that's part of their storyline is that the four of them have to come together as a team? And if so, do you think that that's a little too Avengers-ish? Because Fantastic Four's tagline has always been that they're the first family of Marvel. If they're not a family anymore, how far is too far on the on the reboot? That's where I think that the reboot might get it right is that they've tried that first family of Marvel thing. Sony has tried to do what Marvel has said to do. And on this one, I think they're going to go just not necessarily polar opposite, but they're going to go completely away from that and just go, here's four people that come together over the same issue. And they're all from different backgrounds. And so I think, I think it may be a, a successful reboot at the same time. I'm so apprehensive because it's not Marvel studios. Well, let's be honest though. Uh, the recent success aside, Marvel studios has not had a flawless track record. Go on. Uh, let's see. There's daredevil ghost rider. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Stop. Spirit Stop. of vengeance. Stop. Stop. Spirit of vengeance is not Marvel studios. That's Sony. And Ghost Rider is Sony. And third of all, let's talk about Marvel after they were purchased by Disney. Okay. So basically from Iron Man on, it has been pretty much as good as it can be, in my opinion. I have no real issues with anything besides Iron Man 3. And that's about it. Yeah, and I enjoyed Iron Man 3, for the record. Oh, I liked it. I just I just had issues with a couple of things they did. It, on it, it. was not as good as Avengers, uh, but uh, I, I do enjoy it. It's it's hard to shoot 100% all the time, though. I understand yeah, oh, you for know, sure. you're going to have that issue. I, I particularly liked, um, I liked seeing Tony out of the armor and handling things on his own. Yeah, that was, you know, seeing him kind of deal with being Tony, which which was a nice nice and step. I also liked the, uh, I thought the post-traumatic stress was uh, was pretty cool. Yeah, they they did a good job with dealing with something as big as is what happened in the Avengers, the movie. Um, speaking of that, when I got done watching, you know, the Fantastic Four trailer as source material to kind of chit chat about on this podcast, I went and watched the new Age of Ultron trailer. Now, granted, it's not that new. I just haven't really watched a lot of trailers lately, but I was really happy with it. I I, I thought that they portrayed what this next movie really will be about in that brief period of time. So like, and it's crazy how big Marvel's getting right now under the Disney umbrella. Cause like, if you go Google age right now, it's not, Oh, what's the age of my child going to be? How, how old will I be? You, you, you type in age in Google and it goes of Ultron trailer. It's the most searched thing on Google when it comes to the word age. It, it's nuts. I I agree, and here's something uh, for you. All the Star Wars movies have previously been released in uh, May on George Lucas's birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, does that say anything about Disney just not wanting to compete with itself by releasing Star Wars Episode Seven in December as opposed to on that same day? I I really think Disney, and it's going to kind of sound harsh to say, but I just think Disney doesn't give a fuck about George Lucas. I think George Lucas did this last movie with Strange Magic, and they're like, oh, great, here, you pat him on the back, let him make this stupid-ass movie, which was, I, I had to go see it. I took my kids, both my kids, went with, with both my kids, my wife, my in-laws, and my three nieces, and went and saw Strange Magic. My father-in-law and I sat next to each other in the movie theater, and the best part of that movie is when we both fell asleep. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so bad. Uh, I was read. I was reading the posts afterwards, right? Like uh, from the New York Post and all in all the uh, ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, and it had an eleven percent splat on Rotten Tomatoes. That's yeah, pretty bad. It was horrible. It was an hour and a half of a movie that didn't understand what it wanted to be, 
and George Lucas's playlist on his iPod. <laughs> it was terrible. And so we get we get through that movie and it's like I think Marvel is really just trying to like let George I mean the man made four what two three four billion dollars off the Star Wars franchise. Oh probably yeah. Go away you screwed up one two and three in my opinion i mean but at the same time it maybe didn't screw it up because if you look at you know four five and six it was made for kids at that age or anything and that those kids have grown up and they didn't want another set of kids movies it might be uh it might be another episode for another time but when's the last time you really watched the original trilogy oh man uh, i've really oh, we'll, we'll get into that another night i, I, I mean agree. that that's that that's another topic but I think that that Disney's doing the right thing. They're they're you know they brought Abrams on. He's done a stellar job with Star Trek. They're letting him move on to the Star Wars franchise and just kind of giving. I don't think they're giving Lucas a middle finger or anything, but I think they're just kind of flat out saying, "Look, we're moving on, dude. Take your money and go away." Fair enough. Sorry, back to Ultron. <laughs> no, I just when you look at the way the Marvel Studios and granted. Disney has a lot of money. I just, I just, I'm really excited and happy about the way that Marvel is going with it's, their franchise. It is pretty amazing that all these team franchise movies have been successful both individually and as part of this whole. And and I just, I, I want Sony to give everything back or just like make Marvel pay as much money as they'll make on it. Just like if Marvel made no money off all the, all the individual property, like with Spider Man and Fantastic Four and X Men. Granted, I like the new X Men series. But I would just like to see Marvel get that and be able to have fun with it, even if they don't make any money off of it, and just, like, pay Sony. Yeah, I I agree that, I mean, I'm kind of torn on the Spider-Man decision because, like, Spider-Man used to be my guy. Right. But with with the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been tied together, is he necessary and is he relevant? Do you need that everyman hero when you've got Chris Evans as Captain America and Robert Downey Jr. as probably the most relatable asshole in the world? Yeah, absolutely. And that's and seems the way they're going with the Civil War series is that they're they're ready to write and with they they're ready to write the properties they don't have out of existence in their cinematic universe. At the same time, Bendis right now in the Marvel comic book universe is ending the Ultimate series, which is all, which is what all of the current movies are based off of. Is the Again. Ultimate universe? Didn't they do that already? No, that was that was the main comic book run. The actual Ultimate storyline, the whole Ultimates, is ending right uh, now. Because I remember uh, I I tapped out of Ultimate Spider-Man uh, around issue seventy-five. Uh, not through lack of interest, but just lack of funds to keep going with it. But I had uh, Ultimate Spider-Man 1 through 75. I had most of the X-Men up until that point. I had all the Ultimates up until that point because they were released every four months for some reason. And then I have the first probably 15 issues of Ultimate Fantastic Four. So I, I remember coming back to it a couple years later and... Like half of the X Men were killed, and Magneto and Professor X were oh, yeah, both dead. Yeah, things were all jacked up. Like, I remember Beast died, and then Beast was back, and then Beast died again. And I thought that dead meant dead, and that's when I tapped out for good and yeah. really didn't pay any attention to it. And then I heard that Spider Man died, that they killed Peter Parker. Right. And now, uh, I guess it's ending for good. Yeah, I mean they're they're bringing like. Uh, a couple months ago, they took the Fantastic Four series completely to the end and killed everybody. Now they're bringing the that whole, even like the cinematic universe that Marvel's working in right now, that the Marvel Studios are working in, they're bringing to an end right now. And, and so they're, they're getting ready to move on to the next thing. Um, so I'm excited, you know, if it's a comic book movie, I'm going to see it. So, so Fantastic Four is going to have my money, and I'm okay with that. But I'm just not excited about it. You know, it, it's hard. And When's it coming out? I don't even remember what the trailer said. Okay. But I, I know guess, that I, I know that Avengers depend. is coming out in May. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I'm just wondering where it's going to fall in uh, with Avengers coming out and then Jurassic World coming out after that. Yeah, Star-Lord fighting dinosaurs. It's always good. Yeah. Did you hear they tapped in maybe be 
the uh, next I would Indiana Jones. Much rather have him than Shia LaBeouf. Oh my God! Like, like I would, but if they if they must if they must continue with Indiana Jones, I don't know why you need to, because you already tried that and it didn't work. Yeah, just just let it. Just I I'm tired of the reboots. I was reading about the Ghostbuster reboot yesterday in Empire Magazine, and I just the question just keeps going. Why? Like. You can't because there's money there. I know, there are but... people like you and me, and and everybody else. I'll go. Oh well, I don't want to see it because it's not the same guys. And then you're going to go pay the money. You're going to go see it, and that's yeah. what they want. They don't care about whether they do it right or not. They want your money. I suppose. And I saw that Luke posted on Facebook. I think it was yesterday about questioning why. Why would you want to do Indiana Jones again? Why would you? It was like why would you mess with perfection? Well, well, I see mean, my those... pre- see my previous Star Wars <laughs> yeah, question. When's, when's the last there's, time you watched Temple of Doom, homie? There's a lot of rose-colored glass going on. Yeah, I mean, everybody has those nostalgic movies that they really like, and trust me, I had a lot of fun times what's, watching uh, what's, Last uh, Crusade. What's your holy grail, though? What's the one movie that you can't see tarnished? The one movie I can't see. Let's put it like this: the what I have one movie that I remember from my childhood. That my buddy Nick gave me on DVD, which was a 20th anniversary edition, okay? I still, to this day, refuse to watch it because I don't want my childhood memory ruined of it, okay? I know it's a bad movie, but I don't want to watch it as an adult, and that is Monster Squad. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. I can't watch it. He gave me this awesome, like, like 10... 20th anniversary, it was the coolest thing ever. It was like, holy cow, man. Thank you. Like, we talked about it a bunch. I can't watch it as an adult. I don't want I don't want my perception that I have destroyed. What about you? Fair enough. Um, unfortunately, uh, it, it, it has been run into the ground and murdered. Uh, so I'm, I'm begging James Cameron, come back and save aliens. Oh, come on. Prometheus was awesome, I, man. But Prometheus is not part of the alien continuity. I know. And I, and I enjoyed Prometheus a lot. And I've even, I've, I've watched Alien 3, the director's cut, and I can even acknowledge that it exists. Well, you, well, you don't like Resurrection? Uh, no, I don't like <laughs> Resurrection at all. Um, I don't like Aliens versus Predator. I don't like Aliens versus Predator Requiem. The You're pred- not a fan of AVP? No. Oh my god. Not. The I I would much I would rather like sit and play the side scrolling video game for four hours than than watch those movies. Wow. That's, wow. I I like. Oh, I just maybe I'm just mad at the wasted potential. Especially uh, like there's one good part in Requiem when the father's you know comes into the daughter's room because she had a nightmare and she says there's a monster outside and he's like no there's no monster inside and the alien crashes through the window that oh spoiler <laughs> uh, like like that that part spoiler alert that post part spoiler that part got me like that was old school alien alien yeah, good true. times that's but true. I I just I I can't I can't even enjoy them like there's in, in Alien and Aliens, especially, they're, they're, there's characters that I just that I love, and they're quotable and they're funny, and it's just a good time. Yeah, and and, and those movies like Aliens, the, the the sequel, you know, Aliens holds up. I I've watched that movie. Oh God, the, even the, as an adult, the Blu-ray is a just bunch of is still amazing. And if I had an old VHS copy of it, I would love to see it with the bad video quality right. and the tracking, tracking and things tracking. like that. Because it's just <laughs> it it adds to it in a way that I think newer films that try and be scary just don't do. And then granted it's James Cameron and he's, you know, was the master of suspense at that point and the and the build up to the fights is just amazing. But so yeah, that's my But so yeah. <laughs> what the hell you mean but so yeah? I I was Quit I was, messing with my aliens, James Cameron, come back, fix it. Pretty much. What trying to say? You know, put put Avatar away because as much as I liked it, not everybody else did. So oh, you don't want to watch Fern Gully again? I do like Fern Gully. That as movie well, was so bad. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Okay, look, it's a classic okay. sci-fi storyline. No, Avatar was not a classic sci-fi. Yes, story. it was. Avatar was Fern Gully. No, Avatar was a classic. Which sci-fi means that story. it's got the same substance as Captain Planet. <laughs> 
Okay. Captain Planet is... Never mind. Okay. So what I'm saying is, listen, is that Avatar is an amazingly beautiful cinema... Like, graphical cinematography movie, right? The storyline is... Classic sci-fi. No, it's not. If you did it in Ferngully, it is not sci... No, if you did it in Ferngully... Did they go to another planet in Ferngully? No, did they did go they to another go to place another outside of their environment? Yes. No, they didn't. Yes, it is. In the rainforest on yeah. Earth. Oh, because do you live in a rainforest? Maybe. Do you? Someday I might. Do you live in a rainforest? No. Okay. So you going to a rainforest is the exact same thing as leaving the planet and going to another no, planet. No, because I'm still on the planet. I still have my cell phone. Do you, you still, still have, have your legs? Uh, presumably. Quit arguing with me and you won't. You both know that wouldn't work out well for you. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's the exact same storyline. The, the movie's pretty, but Jesus, criminy, James Cameron, come on. So you're telling me that you watch Avatar for the storyline. That's what you watch Avatar for. I enjoy the storyline. Here's the thing about Avatar. James Cameron wanted to make it so badly that he invented the technology to do it. Jared walks away, but you can't walk away because you're listening to a podcast, so I'm going to keep going. Now, I, yes. Jared's getting me another beer, as is tradition, because he's a little bitch, and he brings me beer, because I tell him to bring me beer, and as my little bitch, he brings me beer. In conclusion, Avatar is awesome. Do they fly dragons in Ferngully? They don't fly dragons do they have, in Avatar. Yes, they do. They don't have Tone Loke in Avatar. They don't have an awesome lizard. Do they have three different assault helicopters in Ferngully? No, they have bulldozers. Same thing. And they have giant bulldozers in Avatar and a space shuttle. Anyway, we're not going to bring this one to a head. <laughs> no, this is going to be bad radio if it keeps going. <laughs> and topic bell. <laughs> Dang. So, topic bell. I think you uh, you texted me earlier when we were kind of talking about the concept of the uh, podcast because right now we're trying to figure out where our legs are going to be. So you're gonna you guys are gonna have to deal with a couple bad episodes feedback, probably. Feedback. Feedback, feedback would be nice. Tell us, quit being so nerdy. Talk about this. Talk about that. I will not talk about politics because I just don't care. Agreed. However, you know any kind of main storyline, anything that I can read on Facebook or Twitter, hook me up, tag it. Love to see it. Um. And at the same time, you brought up a really cool idea that I kind of want to talk about. And what was like? It was a would you or something like what? What did you bring up? Oh, uh, Luke and Nick have talked about it before on on you're going to get a disease. And Kevin Smith talks about it too on their podcast. And anytime they have a new guest star, they asked them if you had a time machine, would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler? Yes, I, I absolutely would murder baby Hitler. So you would. I would not. Okay, so, and that's kind of how I now, now I remember thinking that's kind of how I remember a text message going, and and my complete thought process and what I wanted to ask you at that time was, why the fuck not? Why why would you not murder a murderer? Because, well, granted, he's a you know he's a murderer, but he was also the head of an army. Uh-huh. He, he wasn't the one pulling the trigger by himself. Granted, he's still largely responsible because he was the political head that did it. Now, I'm assuming when everybody says they would go back and kill Hitler, it's because they want to prevent the Holocaust. Would you grant me that? I would believe that that would be the thought process of 99% of people and me, me included. That would be my initial response, okay. yes. Does killing baby Hitler solve Japan's population or energy crisis? No. Does it solve Russia's population or economic crisis? No. So would those two superpowers still need to go to war to for their same motivations whether or not Hitler exists? Unknown. However, it wouldn't cause a mass genocide of millions of people. Wouldn't it? War is war. No, because war is war, and you're going to have war. If, if the, the greatest financial stimulator of any superpower is war. Okay, you have a downtime, you go to war. If you have a population issue, you go to war. At the same time, you don't have the Holocaust if Hitler is dead. Are you sure? 
was it was if Hitler's, no, if right. Hitler's idea were so unique that he alone could bring World War II around, it would never have happened if people didn't believe in what he was saying. No, you're right. But you know what I would do is I would bet my soul on murdering a baby that I would be correct. Okay. So let me let me propose a couple of different scenarios. Sure. To you. Go ahead. All right, let's say you go back in time. As Luke put it, you identify Hitler by his little baby Hitler mustache and you stab him in the face. I wouldn't stab him in the face, but okay. Well, I think they give you a knife in the time machine. Or you have to find a knife. I don't really remember, but it's irrelevant. Okay. So now when you do it, you're probably going to scream, fuck yeah, America, and, and kill him and then be on your way. And since you're not the most subtle of individuals, people will probably know that an American killed baby Hitler. No, no. Okay, this is your scenario. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, fine. So now the rest of Hitler's family grows up hating America. <laughs> okay, go and ahead. So instead of attacking Europe. So who's the rest of Hitler's family? Because if you remember, it's him and his mother. So go on with the rest of the family. What okay, so maybe she grief bangs like half of Germany, and now she's got 50. Oh, yes, other... come over here, and you're going, to, uh, you're going to avenge your brother's death? Exactly. No. What if... Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so the my point is uh, killing baby Hitler. What if on his rise to power, Hitler took out somebody who would have been even worse? And instead of killing the... Uh, six million Jews and how many other you know discriminations and concentration camps that there were, they kill twenty million Americans. I am willing to take that bet. Okay, there is not the technology of the time at the day and age to kill twenty but million Americans. Time travel. There is time travel that I came back in time from. It doesn't so, exist at so that what if time. Hitler's mother gets a hold of your time machine and goes back further and kills you. And what if the world just blinked into non-existence at that time? Well, I mean, we're playing so many what-ifs right now, but what I'm saying is I would absolutely bet the chance on not having that kind of a genocide um, on murdering Hitler as a baby. I, I, I would, yes, I would absolutely murder Hitler as a baby. Okay. I, I don't see a potential outcome that's feasible that... that so you, so, you, so you don't think that Russia and Japan start World War III with or without Hitler? I don't think it's, I don't think it's relevant. Okay. So Japan invades China. They don't attack us because they don't want to fight a war on two fronts, and Japan kills everybody in China, 12 million people. Okay. How does a nation of 50 million murder a nation of a billion at the time or 800 million? I, like, I, don't, I don't understand how that works. Because they were a lot more technologically advanced than China. Wouldn't happen. You don't know that. Russia wouldn't take the chance of Japan working on their eastern front. What if they were allies like they were in real World War II? What, what is that? Did you burp? No. Did you, you fart? You farted. <laughs> so there is not a large enough of a population or land force for Japan to do that. They would they would have to it would have to be completely nuclear to do that and they don't they didn't have the technology. There were two powers that had that technology and neither of them were Japan. Uh, but we created the technology at that time because we were fighting the war. So let's say you go and you kill baby Hitler and let's say you do prevent World War 2. Yes. So but what again, remember, I'm not trying to prevent World War II. This has nothing to do with preventing World War II or, or dealing with stimulating Russia's economy, Italy's economy, Japan's economy, America's economy. This is solely for me to prevent the Holocaust. It has nothing to do with the lives lost, the Russian lives, American lives, Japanese lives, Italian lives. It has nothing to do with that. So you don't care about Italian lives? No. How do you think about that, Luke? Luke's American. America. He's, he's an Italian-American. It is. It's true. So Luke doesn't exist in your world because you killed baby Hitler. So what you're saying is that if I kill baby Hitler, Luke doesn't exist? Possibly. Sounds like a win-win scenario to me. Wow. <laughs> oh, that beer's delicious. <laughs> beer is so let delicious. me hear your rationalization as to why you wouldn't. Because I'm assuming based on your... Powerful arguments that you absolutely would not murder baby I, Hitler. I would not because I think that the worst thing about history is that you don't know what could have happened. 
So let's say, I mean, there's there's a t- one man doesn't bring the entire world to war. He was a figurehead. He got his nation whipped into a frenzy. And so hold on, right now you just said a specific thing. You said he got his nation whipped into a frenzy. His nation didn't fight by itself. True. Did his nation cause the Holocaust? Yes. Okay. Moving on. Okay. So, but again, it wouldn't have happened if people under him didn't agree with him. It's not like they said, oh, what are we going to do today? Let's all kill the Jews. True. It took somebody. It took somebody with a lot of charisma that had a really good idea in their mind. And you don't think that anybody else at the time could have pulled that oh, off? Oh, I think they absolutely could. Okay. Again, so what I'd does be take? To so what does killing one person prevent? The guarantee that that so person to, didn't to, do it. To prevent the Holocaust, you need to prevent World War One. Because if World War One doesn't happen, Germany doesn't have the just anger at other nations seething inside them to say. You're the target, and we're coming out at you. So what you're saying is you would take a bullet for the prime minister of Prussia. I would take it, so, I would take a bullet for the Archduke to prevent World War One. yes. Wow. It would be, piss you off so bad as when Hitler rises to power and has the genocide anyway. But he wouldn't. Why would he? He would have no reason to. You're assuming that if Germany doesn't have to go into World War One, that they wouldn't have any financial hardship between World War One and World War Two. They wouldn't have four, the same 30 financial years. hardship. How do you know? Because they were sanctioned after World you're War. You're trying to tell me that Russia all the damage. You're trying to tell me that Russia wouldn't just walk over to their neighbor and just roll them Probably for no not. reason? Why? Why would they? Russia was in a hardship. They needed to, they needed to expand. Why wouldn't it, why wouldn't they just expand into okay. Russia? Would they target out a single genetic group? No. Genetic? Okay. No. So the Holocaust is prevented. So you're saying is, is that so if I let you go back in time and take your, a bullet? Your argument is that you kill Hitler to prevent the Holocaust. Yep. My argument is that if you prevent World War One, you therefore prevent the Holocaust as well. Because the same motivations don't exist. Agreed. I I, I think that would be relevant. Okay. Now, I think I think because Hitler would not have the same anger and hardship that he would determine. However, at the same time, if his mother is still a horror, then he may have those problems. But well, it's along the same lines. If everyone whose mother was a whore started, you know, a world war, we'd be in a world of hurt. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. So let me put this question to you. So we both agree that preventing the Holocaust is key. We just have two different approaches to it. Right. I say murder a baby instead of dying. Okay. So now let me ask you this. World, oh, war, world war II doesn't happen. What state is the United States in? I don't think World War II doesn't happen. World War II happened because the U.S. got into it because of the Pacific side of the state, of the, the country. And Would they do that if Japan never attacked us? No. I, it, takes a, it takes an aggressive motion against the United States for us to leave our borders to go fight a war. At the same time, like I said earlier... My thought process is you aren't preventing World War II. I still think you have all these countries, all these superpowers or potential superpowers of the financial hardship that are looking for a resolution to that to where you'll still have this war. Now, who will, who would all the players be? I don't know. Would all those players act the same way? I don't know. However, I think that the, the boiling that was going on at that time was exacerbated by the Holocaust and by Germany. But there were a lot of countries that needed a lot of financial boost at the time. So I don't necessarily think that the United States doesn't go into war, but I think it absolutely takes an aggressive action by a Western power to do that. Now, at that same point, let's say China wanted Japan and, and Japan decided to ally with the United States to take over China because the United States isn't like Russia at the time. Who knows? When you have superpowers that don't have a lot of... Bananas? Bananas. Then you have monkeys named Donkey Kong throwing barrels of plumbers. But Donkey Kong Jr.? <laughs> no, I... I I still think it all goes down, even without Germany. I really do. There was there were so many other moving parts behind that war besides 
the genocide. But you still think killing one person prevents it? Yes, I think killing one person to save the lives of millions is worth it, yes. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying what I personally feel is, yeah, absolutely. Now, if you ever ask me a question like, oh, would you murder your child to save $4 million? I might have a different opinion on that. You know what I mean? So Connor is Hitler? And if he were, I would have a very hard time doing it. And I don't know if I would. Like, you know, you, you, when you're so far removed from the situation, it's easy to make a very definite determination on something. You know, now, like, if you... I think I think a better to, like a better way to like maybe post question to me is okay. So would you murder Hitler as a baby to save the lives of all the Jews? Yeah. What if you're Hitler's dad? And he's your son and he's a baby in the crib and somebody comes so, like oh Jared Jared from the future comes and tells Jared in the past that <laughs> hey, you kill your kid, you're going to save the lives of 4 million. Am I going to wring that kid's neck? <laughs> I don't really know. Probably not. I'd probably I wonder, say, I wonder what young Jared would think of future go Jared. fuck yourself. Future Jared's awesome. Future Jared is wearing clothes like from Back to the Future 2. It would be awesome. <laughs> it just reminds me of the South Park episode where they pay the actors to pretend they're from the future. <laughs> oh, man. So, let's see. What do we got next? What's next up on the docket here? We have a docket? We don't. No, we don't talk. It's a real fancy word. Um, what else you want to talk about? Because like I can edit all this shit. So like we like we can banter, talk, bicker, whatever. We could take ten minutes around just like talk shit, and I can delete all of it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but what do you want to talk about next, man? What do we? I like. I was really, I was really thinking the World War II discussion was going to take a lot longer. No, I'm pretty definite. In my answer on that, it's like I'm pretty definite in mine. Yeah, I like it. I like this is this process. is what I like about you and me though is that we both see uh, the same problem and we both realize that it's a problem, but we have such different ways of thinking that and yeah how it, how things can go around. Like Nick and Luke disagree on a lot of things, which is the which is the point of their of their podcast and their differing views. Uh, and I was worried that we wouldn't have much to talk about because we agree on so much, right? But I think the way we go about things makes us the, the different people that we are. Right, yeah. I mean, like, you and I tend to have a very similar similar view, yet we tend to have different thought processes on how you get from A to B. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you're like, I'm going to go A, B, C, D to get to E. I'm like, I'm going to go A, X, Y, Q, 9, 4, 73, <laughs> 9, or D. And it, it's just fun, but we like we like both get to the same point. Let it be known, Jared always ends on the D. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Well, to our new listeners, uh, maybe the maybe the story of how we came to come sitting here with these mics. Oh, that's a that you know. Steve and Jared. How did Steve and Jared meet? It was it was a nice day back in the ni- back in the early two thousands for you young children. That's back right after you were born. Fuckers. Nineteen ninety three buying alcohol. Fuck. <laughs> Go ahead, bud. Start it off. I was a commuter student at Lewis University in Romeoville. looking to kill some time before I commuted north back home to avoid the traffic on the highway. So I would spend uh, part of my afternoon in the student union, uh, commuter student lounge in the basement of the uh, student union where it was uh, the Flyers Den and then it was uh, the fly-by night wing stop. (laughs) Back at the the important details. Exactly. And if any of you ever look uh, at uh, where the arcade games are, there's a door that leads down a really long hallway, and it's offices now. But uh, that door used to be uh, a big empty, like a living room, a bunch of couches in there, and then another uh, little office next to it was where the video rental store it was, was. Awesome. It was so, so nice. We I would uh, sit in that 
room and watched some TV. And then one day there was this other guy there. <laughs> Came in and, and I I had a real big problem when I went to college. Is like I didn't like to go to class. So I would drive to school, go to my first class, find a reason to not go to my like second or third class for the day and then go home. Because I'd go like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But one of the things that I like to do is I'd go down to the Flyers Den and go to the uh, go to the lounge down there for the for the commuter students. And usually there was something on TV, some nice couches. I take a little nap. You know, you have a rough day of having one class. Woo, it's a tough one. So, <laughs> so I went down in there one day, and uh, we were watching Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network happened to be on, and Dragon Ball Z happened to be on, and. I sat there, and Steve happened to be in one of the other chairs, and we just sat there like, what was it like? A, I think they were back-to-back. It was a little recent hour. Yeah, you, you, like, it would be like an hour. Oh, you know what? It was time? Dragon Ball, and it was Gundam. Okay, yeah, right after. And I usually fell asleep by Gundam, because <laughs> that's what I do, is I tend to watch things and fall asleep. But Steve and I started hanging out three or four days a week inadvertently. Because our schedules kind of like our schedules kind of lined up, didn't they? Like you come down there and be like, "Hey," you'd be like, "Hey," and we probably went on. We, we went around like for yeah. I mean, like I do, I'm, guys, I'm talking like for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm not a real big boisterous person. I don't like go talk to a lot of people that aren't my people. So I was just like, "Hey," and then I then I come to find out like we're sitting here watching this this Dragon Ball series over time. And we're both like watching it, watching it. It, it was it was fun. There was no conversation at all aside from hi and what just happened. So fast forward a little bit. I'm doing some shows at Lewis. Um, I meet a, I meet some of the theater people. I'm a criminal justice major at the time, and as we do, um, we tended to pledge an organization called Sigma Delta. Um, it wasn't required, nothing like that. But a lot of the people had a lot of the same friends, and I wanted to have friends in college, not friends I paid for because I didn't want to be one of those people. But I happened to know a good, like a good bunch of these people. I'm like I would like to hang out with these people all the time. These 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 guys are awesome. These guys and girls are great because we're a uh, we're guys and girls. No major requirement, no minor requirement. It's a social local organization. And it was fun because everybody just liked to get together and have fun. So they convinced me and Claire to pledge. Um, and we kind of went around. Claire Claire went as she does. And uh, Claire's my wife. And she went around and talked to a couple of her friends. And we showed up to pledge that night. And uh, I had gone by uh, a much... As as much as Jared says, I'm A to B to C to D, more roundabout path uh, before I wound up pledging. I pledged the second semester of my junior year. Can I interrupt you for a minute? I'm just kind of curious, you know, because I don't think I've ever asked you this question. What brought you to Lewis? What what was like? What meant? Hey, I'm Steve Barta, and I'm going to Lewis University. What was what was that thing that happened that that made you come to Lewis? Uh, well, it was a combination of things. Uh, one is that they paid me because I had a, a half ride scholarship through them. So, nice. Um, the second thing, the old was, presidential scholarship. Um, uh, sure. Why not? Was that the one where, like they seventy five hundred at the time, or like they paid for half the school? Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so. Um, when I was a junior in high school, I had uh, an elective that was a flight lab. So I okay. was learning how to fly a plane. Okay. And my uh, teacher for that, Mr. Garten, was very uh, you know, very patriotic, very pro-military, and I kind of got caught up in it. And I had decided about my junior year of high school that I was going to join the Marine Corps eventually for okay. my flight training. Okay. Uh, Lewis didn't have a ROTC program for the Marine Corps, but they did have uh, an officer candidate school program where the recruiter through Lewis would take you and you would go between your freshman and sophomore year for six weeks to Quantico, West Virginia, and then you would go again for eight weeks between your junior and senior year. So, okay. So the OCS school through Lewis. Exactly. Okay. So my junior year and senior year of high school, I trained for that along with my freshman year of college. Okay. Uh, 
get accepted to Quantico, go down there to West Virginia in July. And if you want to talk about hot. That sounds like sweaty ball slapping heat, bro. So I get down there. I'm a week into it. And they start going, you know, hey, you know what brings you down here and everything. Because there's thousands and thousands of recruits down there. And I was like, well, I want to be a pilot. And they're like, hi, what do you really want to do? I want to be a pilot. Mm -hmm. And they're like, your knees suck, your back sucks, your eyes suck. Go home. Really? Yeah. It was not a positive time in my life. Oh, my God. Because they're like, you're going to get somebody killed. Holy (laughs) cow. As a pilot. You you can't walk. It means you can't fly. Yeah. That's rough, man. They were like, you can carry this big machine gun. And I was like, (laughs) um... So you're going to let my ass walk through the jungle, yet I can't not walk and fly people around? Was, uh, exactly. Yeah, it was more the uh, it was more the desert at the time. Mm. But um, So when I got done with that, going into my sophomore year at Lewis, like I was, like if you thought that I was quiet when you met me, like I was coming out of my show when you met me. Whoa. So I was, it was very much every day was go to school, go to work, go to bed. Go to work, go to school, go to just kind of just doing that two years. Wow! And I thought I've got to change this, but I needed a way. I needed an angle. I needed a way in. Right. And that's when I picked up my camera. Oh, okay. So I got into photography, and I started working for the school paper. Right. I got to meeting a couple people. Sure. Key key among them, Shane Muir. Ah, that's right. And that's right. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember that. Okay. And so I was. Happily working as photo editor for the school paper. I was going to basketball games. I was meeting people, talking to people, and that was fun. And, you know, the the office for the flyer at the time or where we held our meetings was in the middle of the academic building. Right. So every day I'm walking past all these boards with these weird letters on them. Right. Like, so, so Lewis University, guys, um, and those of you that attend right now, if you're listening, um, when you go in the academic building... Before the academic building became the Starship Enterprise. Yeah. You would you would walk in, and all of the Greek organizations on campus, whether it's social, um, business, any, any, of the, any of the organizations, had a small, like, basically about, what, like a 4x4, four 3x3, by 3x4? Four, three by three, three by I, I would say 4x4. Four four about a 4x4 four four board they could put up to put pictures up flyers things like that. it was kind of like their space to advertise for their group um so when you walked in the front door well front door by front door i mean it was it would have been the uh west door coming in the admin building yes it's west trust me the first one there was the sigma delta board right uh, it was the it was certainly the loudest because the ones before that were, <laughs> I believe, uh, the all the like the Psy Club and oh, that's the right. yep, literature the, the clubs. Club and, it, yep. You know, it was it was the ones that were never updated because right. it, was just, it was literally just the just the letters. But Sigma Deltas was right as you were coming down the hall from the cafeteria. It was at that. It was the top of that T junction that was yep. right there. Absolutely. And so I didn't know Shane was a part of the organization at the time, but I saw the flyer of it, and I, I, I looked at the other fraternities, and, you know, uh, media prejudice kicked in immediately. I was like, I don't want to do this animal house garbage. I'm not going to yeah, understandable. do any of that stupid pledging crap. And then I saw the Sigma Delta flyer. Come out, hear what we have to say. All men, all women, all majors. I'm a guy. I'm a major. Cool. <laughs> I'm pilot. I fly. <laughs> <laughs> and so Randy quaded it, huh? I did. I uh, the second part of that, like that, that sparked. That was the idea. I was like, huh? I wonder what that's about. And then we were putting the same ads in the paper, Shane and I. And I was like, I should go check this out. And he's like, Yeah, you should come to this one. And I was like, Okay. Oh, so you're putting. The, so, so correct me if I'm wrong, because what I think you just said is that you were putting the ads for all the different groups in the paper, correct. and he was like, Hey, you should check this one out. Right. Because so, uh, I, I think my exact words were, why does this one only have two letters? Uh, that's a good question. I wanted the same like, thing. And he's like, well, that's Sigma Delta. That's uh, that's the, the co-ed social fraternity. And I was like, well, he called it a fraternity, obviously. There's and, girls. Come here. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So it's not like, 
you know, he showed me, he's like, this one's, you know, Delta Sigma Pi. He's like, they're the business fraternity. I was like, well, I'm not into business. He's like, this one's Alpha Eta Rho. That's the aviation fraternity. I was like, ah, I was on the flight team. I didn't care for that. Right. And then, you know, there was Alpha Gamma Chi and Phi Kappa Theta. And he's like, right. those are the two straight up fraternities. And I was like, I don't think I would do those. And he's right. like, yeah, go listen to what the Sigma Deltas have to say. Yeah, they're like, cool okay. people. Trust me. <laughs> I don't know anything about them besides that they're awesome. Yeah. So I, I have um, I have a less than civil conversation with my mother about the idea. Oh, because I have the same cover. Like I have the same story. Go ahead, man. That that's awesome. So Go ahead. She's like, I don't want you doing it. It's ridiculous. Blah 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 blah. I was like, bye. Wow. So I was like, I kind of stepping outside. Well, huh? I, I had to. I was like, my mom, you don't get it. I gotta I was do like, something. I was like, right? you, I was like, you don't understand. If you want me to finish college, I need something. I I can't keep going the way that I've been going. Right. And I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna hear what they have to say, and I'm gonna decide from there. Absolutely. And so, I'm sitting on a bench, freezing my ass off, and five people come walking <laughs> through the other doors. It's about. I believe that's when. Uh, when. Me and Claire and Kate and Jeremy, everybody we picked up on the and way Timmy. over. Yeah, and Timmy, like yeah. The five, like, the five of you walked in together like this fucking crew. And I was like, <laughs> hey, it's it's you. you. And I'm like, holy shit, what are, what are you doing here? By the way, we never talked enough to know each other's name when we were in the den. Like, and, and after that first year, we didn't see each other. No, like, yeah, it was like, I think it was about when we were both freshmen, right? Yeah. Basically, yeah, like, we did that the first year and then didn't see each other until junior year. Until this random night outside that board. Yep. When I when I had that conversation with my parents, um, my conversation kind of happened after I went to the rushes. I went to the rushes and then I went to inductions. And before I went to inductions, I go home and I go to my parents because I, I was a commuter student as well. And I go to my mom and dad, and my mom and dad are sitting there, like, in the dark, just watching TV, just chilling out, like, watching cops or some shit. And I go, uh, hey, guys. I'm like, yeah, what's up? Parents are pretty chill. They're like, hey, okay, what's up? I go, hey, um, I'm going to go do this pledging thing with a fraternity, which is guys and girls, which is kind of cool. I said, I'm going to not, like, be home for about a month. <laughs> I'm like, we got to be, like out till 10 these nights and whatever and they're like okay have fun just don't get stupid i'm like so i'm like so 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 i can so i can go they're like yeah no just just go ahead just uh make sure you know they're they're being your friends and not just like doing dumb shit and i'm like okay so meet you there meet jeremy Who's on the last episode on You're Gonna Get a Disease? Meet Tim, Claire, Kate, and the one of the one of my favorite things is that I've been able to watch like all of us grow and grow up as people, and grow apart and back together and like go through different trials and tribulations in our life. Some real hard things, some real blessed things, some real real life, man. I mean, like I'm 32 years old now, and we're talking about stuff that we did back when I was like. 20 just turning 21 and it's awesome to say that some of my best friends and my best friends in life are the people that i met in college i have a couple real tight friends from high school guy i mean nick young was my was my best man in in high school and i i would do anything for him but it's it's kind of cool to find that same brotherhood and sisterhood with people that we've moved away from and come back to and now with like Kate being back around and stuff it, it's really kind of nice to see everybody as adults and still liking each other that's that's fun <laughs> to me you don't go god these people are such crazy parents or so crazy people it's just it's just real nice to see each other and and have a lot of fun with each other and I'm glad to be doing this stuff with you, man. Oh, dude, I, I, I love, it's like you said to to have your. It's like it's just, it's weird. Like sitting on that bench, I'd have never pictured us here. You know, eleven years later, and part of it is like, that's awesome, and part of it's like that's fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. You know, like hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. 
because uh, so many, many trials and tribulations and years later, and here we are. Yep. So we're going to absolutely have different people on these episodes. We're going to have friends from college. We're going to have Beta Kappas on. We're going to try it. Beta Kappa was our pledge class, by the way. We were in the Sigma Delta fraternity. Best pledge class. Yes. Beta Kappa. Ever. 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 So we're going to have friends from college on. We're going to have other guest people on. Um, I know it's kind of hard sometimes to listen to a podcast with two people that completely agree with each other, but... Um, <laughs> I, mean, play- I have no problem playing devil's advocate. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed listening. I would love any suggestions you guys have. Um, yeah, we have a few up, ideas of what we want to do. Give us, give us feedback. Give us topics. If there's a structure that you want, if you have any questions for us. If you want some advice. Yep. I, I don't know if I can give you any good advice, but I'll give you fun advice. <laughs> we, could, we could probably <laughs> tell you what didn't work. Exactly. Um, but I'd like to thank you for your time. And I think we should probably end on an idea that I really like that you had. So I'll be right back. <laughs> Not quite sure where he's going, but I guess I'll entertain you for now. Uh, We would like suggestions for uh, theme songs, Uh, serious suggestions only. Uh, If you guys want us to focus on any particular part of pop culture, uh, we can do that. Uh, Jared sings, Jared plays guitar, Uh, I photograph, that's my musical talent. We'll... We'll probably talk about sports. I like to talk about baseball. I don't necessarily talk about uh, foosball or bas- basketball. Well, it's time for you to learn some foosball and baseball. I want to learn the and, foosball. And the basketball because I am a fan of the sports, and I'd be happy to go over and things like that. Meh. So one thing that Steve and I and a bunch of the Beta Kappas do that we that we like are among, board games. Among most of our friends list, to be honest. Yeah, we've kind of. Don't pretend that you're not. <laughs> Games are fun, and having game nights is a blast. There's a game called Geek Out. You can get it at www.playrooment.com. Geek Out is kind of more along the lines of the first portion of the show to where it gives you a bunch of different ideas. And uh, you, you can't see it, but Jared was fucking with the car, and it flew about 10 feet. <laughs> And you have to come up with uh, different things, such as uh, two games published by Hasbro, two comic book shapeshifters, two named locations. Jonah, Jonah. (laughs) Two named locations and Back to the Future's Hill Valley, two franchises in which you found youth. So you have a lot of different ideas on this. So one of the things we thought about doing is doing a question from Geek Out on every episode until it becomes boring and you people hate it. So... Which means you have to give us the feedback and tell us that you hate it. Exactly. So there's a die. There's there's, a, there's this thing called the internet that and, you can reach us on. And we will start on the first one, and Steve will roll the die, and the, this die is going to be associated with the color, and we will go off of that. So red uh, is, let's see here, you got to grab the right card. Hold on, these cards all suck. We're moving along that. That's stupid. Oh, look, the die flip. How about this? Okay, it's... yellow. I like this. <laughs> Here we go. So it flipped to the yellow. On this card, it says two films with a space western theme. Uh, space western theme in so, film is obviously going to be Serenity is the first one that comes to mind. Absolutely. And the second, space western. I have two more. So what you're supposed to do in this game is is you're supposed to determine how many you may possibly have in your head and then challenge the other player to come up with more ideas. We both said Serenity, which is awesome, so that's the first one out of the way. So, Steve, how many do you think you have? Um, boy, I would have to... Uh... Honestly, Serenity is the only one that, that to, to, to fit that to a T, the only one I can think of is Serenity. Well, you're right. That that would be a uh, that'd be a straight one-for-one one counting of it. I would say 
I would probably have three, and one of the three would be an anime. Oh, well, I, I'm assuming you're talking Cowboy Bebop. I absolutely am. Okay. I'm a Cowboy Bebop. All right, granted. So the other two, if you think about it, would be Star Wars and Spaceballs. Okay, taking a little bit of more of a liberal. It's, it's a of little Western. bit of a liberal view, uh-huh. but but that, that's kind of my thought process on okay. it. Okay. So let's see what we got. A couple of the other ones here. Uh, what about? Okay, here's about this one. What about uh, two characters that are over two hundred years old? Oh well, that one. Since we're both science fiction geeks, you can really you can get yeah, that one going. Uh, East three. Can you do five? That are over two hundred. That are years over two hundred years old. In their in their thing, not like they're alive right now. Okay, but you know that are over two hundred years old in their franchise. Dead air is not good air. Can I'm you do five? Th- I'm thinking. Shut up. How many you got? I have four right now. That is more than I have. Let's hear your four. Okay. Uh, so obviously Yoda. Is, oh, I, you know I didn't even think about Yoda. That's a good call. Close good to nine hundred. Gandalf the Grey Absolutely. is several hundred years old. Uh, Sauron the White mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. the same age, and right. uh, Sauron himself. Ah, is, that's uh, a good point. I didn't even think about millennia that. Millennia like that. old. That's great. Uh, Treebeard would round out the five. He's there. You go. He's millennia old. You got so. your five. <laughs> Four of them from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I like it. So, for Steve, I'm Jared, and. Uh, we're going to call this first episode Comic Gate because we did about a good 35 minutes just about comic book movies to start off. Yes, we could also call it Title Gate because I wanted to call the show TWTW and <laughs> our uh, White Sox audience will find that humorous and fuck you, Luke. <laughs> exactly. Fuck you, Luke, indeed. Good night, everybody.